Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. So today I have Paul Miners, who is a productivity consultant joining me. Hi, Paul. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It's great to meet you. All right. So you are a productivity consultant. Tell me a little bit about how you got into this and what you do. Yeah, sure. I guess um, my productivity journey, I would say, dates back to when I was uh, studying at university. Mm. Um, I was actually talking about this with my wife the other day. And uh, I think it started because we would start the semester. Mm. And like a lot of students, you'd get all your um, dates for like your assignments. These are when the midterms are going to be your assignments are due on these dates. So I kind of put it all into my calendar. And then I just tried to de- deconstruct everything. And I w- tried to work out, well, okay, if I have this assignment due, hmm. when should I start writing it by? And I would kind of block out, right, here's an hour to write the introduction and then this paragraph, and then I'm going to read <laughs> this book over here. And it was just, I don't know why I naturally started working that way, but it was a process that I really enjoyed and found working found started to work really well and so I started to just get more interested in, in productivity while I was studying and started looking at different productivity tools and methods and it was you know years later I was thinking about you know what is a business that I could um, run for myself to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking about you know what am I good at what am I passionate about and I, I kind of thought back to um, productivity and uh, always inspired by books like, you know, The 4-Hour Workweek, obviously with a title like that, you know, yeah. and somebody interested in productivity, I couldn't not read it. <laughs> and actually that book made me realize that you, when, if for working for yourself and running a big, big business, you don't have to be like a big entrepreneur like Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. and sell a big company. I, and I thought that was what I wanted to do. I thought I want the big company, I want hundreds of employees and sell mm-hmm. a product um, to, to millions of people. And it was through, you know, learning more about like all these uh, lifestyle businesses and these mm. online entrepreneurs who uh, produce content or have a little niche that they're really passionate about. Um, I realized that actually there's another way to, to run a business where you're not sacrificing 80 hours a week. <laughs> and so, yeah, I started blogging about productivity on my website, paulminers.com. And uh what I do now is I consult to companies and I specialize in a few different bits of software. So Asana, which many people mm-hmm. have heard of, which is a project management tool, and Pipedrive, which is a sales CRM. These are two mm-hmm. tools that I personally use every day. A lot of companies just need help setting them up and training their yeah. teams. So that's the support that I provide. Um, that's led me down the path of automation as well. So I've gotten into using Zapier with clients to mm-hmm. automate parts of their business. And uh, how this all came about really is I was actually, I had a job in marketing at an e-commerce store here in New Zealand. We don't have Amazon here really. We were kind of the Amazon or Mighty Ape, the company I worked at. It's kind of like the Amazon for New Zealand. And I was working in marketing and we tried a few different productivity uh, project management tools and nothing really worked. I found Asana and it wasn't really part of my job. I worked in marketing, but I was, you know, I'm this productivity geek and I showed it to my boss and long story short, we, we transformed the company and how it 
worked by getting everyone to use this tool. So years later, when I was thinking about what is something I could do for myself, everything just kind of came together. There was the productivity. I'd had this experience where I'd um, rolled out Asana to the company and I just thought, hey, other businesses must be willing to pay for this. And it all snowballed from there. And so I was sort of building my business on the side. And in 2016, at the end of that year, that's when I quit my job. I was sort of making more doing the consulting part-time than I was at my job. So I was like, right, it's time to take that leap of faith. And it's all just sort of snowballed from there and here I am today yeah the moment every entrepreneur dreams of right is that moment when they can be like I'm making more part-time than I am at my full-time gig exciting moment (laughs) so um moving towards like a way a way that you could support yourself and come around um what was the reason that you started the business like kind of initially when you were like okay I I need to do this thing like what was your why my why was, um, I mean, partly it was selfish. Number one, I just wanted to work for myself. Um, mm. Maybe I'm just not some, uh, uh, something that frustrated me being, being like an employee was, especially working at this company, I, I mean, I learned a lot there in my first couple mm. of years, but then I would get frustrated when I couldn't make things happen. There was layers of bu- bureaucracy you had to get through. If you had an idea, you had to get convince all these people that your idea was good and it would just take a lot of work to get even simple ideas off the ground. And that frustrated me because uh, being a productivity geek, I, I love making things happen. Mm. And so partly I just wanted to work for myself just to have more autonomy, uh, to be able to be my own boss and make decisions for myself. Um, and partly just I wanted to work on my terms, not have to go to an office, make um, more than my salary and, and not have my uh, income be tied to the hours that I was working, but more around mm. the value that I was providing. Um, so partly selfish reasons like that. But also um, I think my I, I have I was developing this passion for helping other people to to be more efficient. And what I really enjoy now is when I get to meet somebody or a business owner and I see how they're operating now and their email's a mess, or they've got this process that's really slow and chaotic, and they're overwhelmed. And then being able to go in, introduce them to a tool like Asana, or helping them to automate a few things and seeing how that business improves and becomes more efficient, it, it really is rewarding seeing businesses get better through through the work that I've or through the um, work that I've done and like a client that I've been working with for a year we have this joke where like one of the one of the girls I work with she basically nearly doesn't have a job because I've, I've automated so much of it she's doing other stuff in the company now but that's that's been really rewarding is watching how they've grown and, and been able to scale and grow through through the work that I've done so I think that's been a big part of my my why yeah mm. So 2016 is when you kind of moved over and went full time with this. Yeah. Tell me about some of the hard moments because you've had uh, four years now to make mistakes and mm. learn from them. What's a mistake that you've uh, learned from and taken with you? Yeah, um, gosh, the hard moments for the first year or two, I was waiting to I was waiting for everything to come crashing down. Mm. And I just thought, okay. I, cause I'd only been doing the consulting for a couple of months until, and I was sort of a couple of, I had a couple of months under my belt and then I quit. Like I, I wasn't waiting to do this for like a year part time. And I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. I'm going to give this a go full time now. And we actually went traveling um, right after I quit. So it was quite a nice. nice way to transition. But um, mm-hmm. for about a year to two years, I was waiting for everything to come crashing down. And I thought, you know what, this is going to be a short term thing. This is mm. my luck's going to run out or I'm going to do something wrong or there's going to be no demand in a year from now. And this, this is all going to come to an end. And I was kind of just waiting for that to happen, just kind of planning for the worst. And it didn't happen. <laughs> it, 
I guess maybe the opposite. Like I've just had more demand and become a bit more well-known. And um, I was surprised that from, for, my goal for so long was just to be able to work for myself and make that sustainable. So as soon as I achieved that, being able to quit, <laughs> then my goal was, okay, don't screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, I guess for the first year or two, that was my biggest sort of fear is like not, not uh, destroying this good thing that I have going for myself. Yeah. I think every entrepreneur can relate to that. You know, there's yeah. kind of that moment of like, all right, I did this, but can I keep doing it? <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I mean, I've always just continued to try new things and try mm. uh, developing my model or I have uh, courses now that I sell. And um, I've always tried to, yeah, just like when I've, when I've put something out and maybe it hasn't quite met my expectations. Uh, yeah, it's a failure, but I almost have... I guess not even looked at that way. I, I, mm. I haven't thought necessarily like, oh, I failed at that thing. It's more just I've maybe put out a course and it's like, okay, that didn't go the way I planned. What can I now do to improve it? Or how can I make this better? So yeah, I mean, in a sense, it is failure, but I've always tried to just work out, okay, what's next? How can I make it better? What's the positive that I, that I can take from it? And so just continual testing, I think, again, is probably a lot of business owners can relate to this is I'm just constantly trying to evaluate what's working well, how can I make things better? Um, so even now, like I'm really happy with the model and the option and the packages that I sell and, and how my business is running, but I'm all uh, still constantly looking for ways to improve on, on what's working well. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about who you're working with right now. Who's your ideal client and who do you have the most success your system resonates with? Yeah. I mean, the good thing about tools like Asana and Pipedrive is they are very versatile. So mm-hmm. I've worked with some crazy companies. I worked with um, a company in, I think it was Singapore. They're making a satellite that went on a Falcon 9 rocket last year to go into orbit that provides the wow. internet to the uh, Pacific Islands. I've worked with companies that sell insects to farmers for food for their animals or something, like crazy weird <laughs> company. Um, I've worked with like artists who from the south of France. Um, but wow. the, a typical client, like, I mean, <laughs> the common the common client for me that uses a tool like Asana or Pipedrive is often like marketing agencies are quite common. Mm-hmm. People who work in professional services like law, um, financial services, insurance, um, these kind of just professional, professional services, I suppose. Um, in terms of size of business, yeah, it really varies. I've worked with, uh, you know, solopreneurs um, to small, medium teams um, would be, small to medium sized teams would be my most common, you know, sort of that 10 to maybe 30 employees sort of size, but I've worked with some bigger teams as well. So it's, um, I've seen a nice variety and an, an ideal client for someone, for me is someone that's a good communicator mm-hmm. that really understands the value of these tools and, and where they want to be. And more than anything has the time to put into improving their situation, mm. which is a big deal because a lot of people come to me and they, they realize that what they're doing now is inefficient, but they don't have time to work on their business or they're just like, I don't have time to, mm. I want to use a sound better, but I don't have time to learn it. And, uh, there's this great, um, <laughs> meme that I send people before they have a call with me, which is a guy on a bicycle and the bicycle has square wheels and he's struggling really hard because you obviously can't pedal a bike with square right. wheels. <laughs> and that's how a lot of people come to me. It's like, I'm, they're struggling really hard and I'm offering them round normal wheels, but they say, sorry, can't stop. I'm too busy. Right. It's like, no, no, if you actually just let me help you, um, put, if you put a little bit of time into this, I know that taking time out of working in your business is hard, but if you work mm. on your business, 
it'll make working in your business easier. And so that's an ideal client for someone for me is someone who recognizes that they need to step back, they need to invest some time into making change um, so that they can make life easier down the road. Absolutely. That's a great analogy too with the uh, the bicycle wheels. I can imagine yeah. people kind of almost immediately are like, oh, I get it now. Yes. Well, do you have any fun projects that you're working on right now or fun clients that you can share stories about with us at the moment? Um, yeah, I'm working, a uh, great project I'm working on, um, this, working with this guy, Scott, he is kind of, uh, he's got this big Instagram following and he's a vegan fitness coach. So he coaches mm. people, he helps with weight loss, uh, from this kind of vegan sort of perspective. And, uh, yeah, I've been helping him with pipe drive. Um, he hasn't really had uh, a great sales system in place yet. And so we've set up pipe drive for him and, uh, but I've linked that with his email marketing system, which is active mm. campaign. Yeah. So now when someone books a call with, him or he signs up a client it's going to send them onboarding emails and it's really going to streamline the process Mm -hmm. of him signing up clients and how he onboards them Um, that's been a really fun project to work on Um, he's been great to work with really responsive Uh, another client yeah like I mentioned earlier I've been working with them for about a year and they they use both Asana and PipeDrive which is obviously the two tools (laughs) and it's just been great to witness like um, I work with them. I meet with them every single week now. They're always working out, uh, always coming to me saying, can we automate this? Can we can we streamline that? And uh, we basically just have a running list of things we're working on together. Uh, and they, what's been great about them is they've learned, as they've worked with me more and more, they've learned what's possible. Because sometimes mm-hmm. with things like automation, it's hard to know what to ask for because you don't know what's even possible. Yeah. Working with me a bit now, they know, okay, this is the kind of thing we can do. So we can just ask Paul, is this possible? And usually it is. And it, like I said earlier, it's been just great to witness like the impact that it's my work's had on their business, mm-hmm. streamlining different processes, and they're really trying to scale and grow. And, and I think the work that I've done is certainly helping. So that, 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 that's been a really fun ongoing project, just working with them. Yeah. That's they're like awesome. a, a context. They're like a marketing firm. They do SEO and paid search and that kind of thing. Okay. For, for companies. Yeah. Well, and freeing up one of their team members to work on something, you know, yeah. different and maybe a little bit more, you know, strategic and difficult than, you know, they can automate some of these other things. I mean, that's a huge value add to any company, no matter yeah. the size. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about three to five years from now, where would you like for the business to go? I wish I had an answer to that question. Um, I was doing a mastermind with some friends recently. We had a little retreat down. We went down to Lake Taupo here in New Zealand, which is about mm. four hours south of where we are in Auckland. And uh, some just friends of mine who also work for themselves. And we were doing this hot, these hot seating sessions where we were yes. supposed to be saying like, here's a problem or a challenge that I'm having or something I need help with. And mine was, I don't know what to do next. Because <laughs> uh, like I said, my, my goal for basically the last few years has been... Um, not mucking it up, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. I guess, but it's also been just a continual, how do I scale and grow my revenue yep. without sacrificing freedom? Right. And that's really my objective for the next three to five years, as it, as it has been for the last few mm-hmm. years, is how can I keep growing without having to grow, if that makes sense? Absolutely. <laughs> so, I've been inspired a lot by uh, Paul Jarvis, which people, people may have heard of online. He wrote the book Company of One. Hmm. where he really challenges this idea of growth, where a lot of companies feel like I have to grow every single year. And a lot of people might get to my point and think, well, now I should hire consultants to do the work for me. But I, I enjoy doing the work. I hmm. enjoy talking to my clients. So I'm not, I'm not motivated in employing people. That just seems like a lot of headache to me. I mean, right. <laughs> not, 
anyone that employs people, obviously I'm not knocking you. It's just not for me. Uh, I really actually enjoy working on my own and I have a, a, an assistant, a virtual assistant, and that, that works really well for me. So my challenge is how do I grow my revenue without hiring lots of people or spending lots of money on advertising? And uh, some of the changes that I've made this year, I've launched new courses for my um, around my consulting services, which has really helped with that. And that's a fun challenge because I think um, growing revenue I don't want to say it's easy, but growing revenue under that condition of not necessarily employing people or spending lots yeah. of money, I think that's harder. And uh, it's a fun challenge to work on. Yeah. So really, that's that's my sort of ongoing goal for the next few years. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that's a great answer. Scaling without <laughs> needing to employ or spend a lot of money. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> well, so how can our community jump on board and support you? Yeah, I mean, if they want to learn more about the work that I do, you can um, head on over to my website, which is my name. It's Paul Miners. That's M-I-N-O-R-S dot com. Um, they can learn more about uh, the services they offer. And I vlog every single week. I have a podcast uh, where I'm often sharing ideas around productivity and online business. Um, I have a lot of videos on YouTube as well if you want to learn about Asana and Pipedrive. So if you want to support me, just, just get in touch. Uh, I love hearing about the challenges that people uh, are having and seeing how I can help. Um, and uh, there's plenty of options, plenty of options to work with me if you do want one-on-one -on -one support uh, on my website as well. Excellent. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining me today. It was great chatting with you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. This has been, this has been great. Absolutely. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.